0: You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Monday. It is not just any Monday. It's Monday Night Football Super Wildcard Monday with a game you just couldn't write the script for if you tried. It's the biggest brand in the sport at the biggest name, maybe, in the history of the sport. It's the Cowboys at the GOAT, and we'll have it for you. Here on the Horn, it's Chad and Zay on this Monday. Yes, I have feelings about both, but I have made my feelings about tonight very clear. I am go Cowboys all the way in this game. My pick is probably not going to be that, but my heart wants the Cowboys to win this game. I'm Chad Hastings, lifelong Cowboys fan. I am joined by a registered Cowboy hater, and his name is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What's poppin', Chad? Cowboys fans, not only is
1: it your boy's anniversary with his lovely wife. Happy anniversary, baby. But it's also the same day last year where the Cowboys lost Mm. to the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. Hurry up, Dak. Hurry up. Snap that ball, Dak. Hurry up. We got to go. Go, go, We got a sense of urgency. Nope. Take an L. And yeah, it might be a repeat of that tonight. Who knows? We'll see.
0: All right, we'll find out if Zay is ready to lay a prediction out. But I did not realize this was the exact day. First and foremost, yes, happy anniversary Thank to you. you and your lovely wife. Any big plans for anniversary number one? Nah, she went to Houston. You know what? The hang ofi- out with the fam. The official, the official first anniversary present, I believe, is paper. Yeah, I, I took care of that. Excellent. Yeah, because yeah. that's it's, what... It's not on time, though. That's nah, okay. And then coming on time. That's nah, okay. Yeah. yeah. She understands like, that.
1: Yeah, she understands. She ain't tripping. She gets all that stuff.
0: Uh, and it's interesting that it is the anniversary of that game because now we know the winner of tonight's game goes to San Francisco. That's so right. either the Cowboys or Tom Brady will have to go through the 49ers to get to where they want to go because <laughs> of another game we will talk about. Zay, last week, I say to you, right as we were about to start a show, I said to you, hey, Am I crazy for thinking the Giants are going to beat the Vikings? And you immediately said, "Nope, not one bit." Going into that game, that was that was my prediction. Hoping for the Vikings to win because I'm a Cowboys fan. I hate the Giants, but I thought the Giants would win the game, and then they did. Because Dadgummit, the culture with Dayball feels solid.
1: God, man, he was sweating like a madman last night, too. It was just incredible what they did. I mean, we knew Minnesota, all of their wins this year were just a little fishy, you know, like one-score wins, coming back, you know. It's been a lot. So the Vikings, it's kind of just been fool's go with them. Nobody really believed in them. And I tried to give them more credit than usual because it's hard to win that NFC North. We know it's been Aaron Rodgers' division ever since he's been in the league and starting. For the Green Bay Packers, so the fact that they did what they did this year isn't accomplished in itself. But with the Giants seeing the Vikings a few weeks ago and losing on that sixty-something-yard field goal, they had to feel confident. They didn't sit; uh, they sat their players last week, so Saquon and those guys they looked fresh. Like Saquon Barkley, he was on one last night. 109 total yards, catching it through the air. He had a nasty spin move in the middle of the field. Like yep. who throws a spin move in that area? Just like just Lamar cra- Jackson. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> that's Chris about the only guy. People with crazy tap. Barry Sanders. Yeah. Like that's the stuff that Saquon was on. And Daniel Jones. That's the best game I've ever seen Daniel Jones play. I mean, it, it seems like this is what. New York Giants fans have been waiting on and a lot of that shows what Brian Dayball's done his first year there we always you know well especially me when I hear Ty uh, Henderson on B&E talk about it too we always clown Daniel Jones with being that zero calories Josh Allen it works and it clearly worked against the Vikings, 301 yards, two touchdowns through the air, 24 for 35, getting it done on the ground. I mean, Daniel Jones has become a problem, and along with Saquon Barkley, you know, they might have one of the, most, the worst uh, uh, wide receiver clan throughout the year, but those guys stepped up last night. Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, you know, Saquon got into the mix through the air. So, yeah, them going into Philly next week, And we know how it is when you play a team three times. They know everything about Philly. They're going to be prepared. They Mm -hmm. ain't scared. And with the way Philly's been playing this last month, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to knock out some more Russ that he already had to knock off uh, the previous week. Now you're adding that, you know, one-week bye. That's a thing. The one-week bye, Russ, is a thing. I know you would uh, prefer to have it, but it could hit guys the wrong way. We've seen it way too many times. So the Giants have a lot of momentum going into Philly next week, and we'll see what the line is right now and how it will flow down the rest of the week. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they won in Philly with the way the Eagles have been playing this last month.
0: The way the Giants have been playing? No, the way the
1: Eagles
0: been oh. playing. Oh, you're saying the Giants will win because of the way the Eagles have been playing? Yeah. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Let me see if I can see where that line may be sitting. Philly, seven and a half. Mm. Did you take the Giants on that? Hell yeah. Take it all day long? <laughs> Hell yeah. That was my computer by making that sound. I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah, to Philly minus seven and a half right now. Daniel Jones did not throw a pick yesterday. Um, and he had a 114.1 rating. I thought when Slayton dropped that ball, maybe Minnesota was going to make him pay, especially there, but the just gutsy stuff from Dayball, gutsy play calls, gutsy fourth and one moments where he trusted his team and he trusted Jones and he trusted his guys to make plays. And they did it. And Minnesota ultimately did not. Minnesota make the plays. had some
1: bad self inflicted wounds on defense yesterday that gave the Giants more opportunities. Patrick Peterson had a huge hold in the red zone where it just allowed Saquon to have an easy goal line score. So it. Yeah, the Gi- I mean, the Vikings, their defense all year has been very inconsistent and very vulnerable. And Kirk Cousins, he didn't necessarily play bad last night or yesterday, but if you don't allow Justin Jefferson to get going, and they played Dalvin Cook pretty well, too, he only had... Uh, 60 to, uh, 60 yards overall, mm. then you're gonna give yourself a chance. And if Daniel Jones is gonna play like that, and Brian Dayball is gonna put him in situations like that to succeed, again going into Philly next week, <laughs> that's a scary game. If you're the Eagles, you're you're not feeling too good about that one.
0: Yeah, it's big uh, when the Giants come out of that 142 to 61 in rushing. Mm. That was that was big. And you mentioned the I and mean, then it was all Dalvin Cook except for a yard from Cousins. So. In the end, uh, the Giants' win obviously sends them to Philly. So tonight's winner goes to San Francisco. We'll get into some of the other games of the weekend. Somebody texted us. Remember, we'll take your thoughts today. If you're a Cowboys fan looking at tonight, if you're an NFL fan reacting to the weekend, Specs text line 337-3776. This one says Trevor Lawrence throws four interceptions. Josh Allen throws 13 in the regular season. Two more in the first half. But all we talk about is Dak Prescott. Which brings me to this stat, Zay. Of the five games we've seen played now in the wild card round, each winning quarterback threw more balls than his team attempted rushing. Except one. And now you can probably guess which one. It's Brock Purdy. Yeah. So in that case, and I think they got him at around 30 attempts, which is what I know you always look for for Dak and they ran 33, 34, something like that. But everybody else, based on how they played or how the game rolled out, they had to attempt more passes. This is a league that when I was a kid, sometimes it did come down to, can your workhorse running back get four yards? That's not what it's about anymore. It is about big throws in big moments. But did you watch the way Shanahan schemed that game up so Brock Purdy is not having to make the biggest throws The craziest throws in the biggest moments. Kellen Moore, were you paying attention? It's doable. You just have to really craft that moment. You have to craft that game around that quarterback. I'm not sure if Kellen Moore is willing to do that tonight. Let's see if the Cowboys can lean on that running game like they need to and get Dak easy throws. Get Dak throws he can make.
1: Yeah, yeah, Kellen Moore, he has a big game tonight. And, you know, with all the talk with Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore, how locked in is everybody knowing that this is the last hurrah? Because we talked about it last week. One of the two going to be gone. We don't think Big Mike is going to get the cut, the snip-snip, but when it comes to Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore on just moving on, one of the two is going to be gone. Somebody's going to have to take the bullet if the Cowboys uh, lose tonight. Now, if they win, then that's a different story, and we'll talk about that if that happens. I think one of
0: those guys is gone either way, no matter what, either – even if they won tonight, I just think the 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 evolution of the coaching stuff. That's fair. I think mean, one of them gets I, a gig.
1: I agree. Yeah. I agree. So now you know with Dak Prescott, you're right. He's just going to have to make some big time throws tonight. Vita Vea, he's not playing. So that's Is good he out news. for sure?
0: Yeah. Okay. That's, so that's, that's that is good big.
1: news. Yep. That's good news for the Cowboys. And then there's the center for the Cowboys. He is back,
0: correct? I believe Biotis is Biot- they say he's going to be able to go. And then the other side of the ball. Jensen yep, is back. We talked about him. They've now activated him. The Bucks have activated Ryan Jensen off the IR. But they've got issues with Hainsey and a couple others. So the Bucs may have the center back just like the Cowboys. But the Bucks might not be able to throw that starting offensive line, a perfect one that they want out there. So we'll have to see how that all goes. The Cowboys getting pressure up the middle will be big. But, man, if Jensen's back and can be decent, he's been practicing for two weeks now, if he can be decent for the Bucks. That that's that can be a huge part of this game.
1: Yeah, and expect some rust from him. Like you just oh, have yeah. to. The guy hasn't played since last year, and this is some serious, meaningful football. And I know the Cowboys defensive line as of late hasn't been the best, but we know what they can do when they're doing good. Well, man, they got four guys that have six sacks or over if you're looking at Armstrong, Lawrence, and you know, Michael Parsons, and I'm forgetting somebody, but they will come to me later. Either way, You know, Fowler, Williams. Fowler, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the difference with Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy in his first year in the league, he might have at every skill position that you look offensively, he has arguably maybe the best player at their position in a way. Christian McCaffrey, you could argue he's the best running back, all-around running back in the league, especially when it comes to rushing and receiving. George Kittle. He could be the best overall He's tight right end in the yep. league, even though I take Travis Kelsey. But after that, it's George Kittle. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel, who looked great yesterday. Talk about him not feeling anything from that injury. He looked terrific. That 75 yard touchdown was too
0: easy. How about the way that was set up? Oh, man. Now he went 75 yards. You see how far that ball went, yeah, though? Yeah. How far that ball traveled? Not too far. That's what I'm talking about, Kellen Moore. That drag route. They, they dragged the Seahawks to hell in that game by the end of it. So many drag routes but, they had to deal with. But that's the thing, like, the Seahawks
1: have so much to worry about. The Bucks don't have that much to worry about. They'll be looking for CeeDee uh, Lamb, of course, and then they're going to say, you know what, Noah Brown beat us. <laughs> fine. If you're going to beat us, fine, because they're going to be locked in on CeeDee Lamb all night. It's Kellen Moore's job to put CeeDee Lamb in situations where he can still be productive, maybe get him on some Debo Samuel type stuff out of the backfield, backfield just to put the ball in his hands, but yeah, Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback for the 49ers, he's a pro bowler slash first team guy every single season, and he's not really a fullback. He's basically just a tight end that, you know, does everything, and he'll be in the backfield, and sometimes he takes carries based on short-yard gain or short-yard attempt situations. So the Cowboys don't have that luxury, and sometimes it seems like Big Mike and Kellen Moore act like they do. And that's what gets them in trouble instead Mm -hmm. of just you know sticking to the strip. This is going to be a huge night for Tony Pollard. It's going to be a huge night for Ezekiel Elliott. Somebody's going to have to run the ball tonight. And the Cowboys, they have the best chance to, but you heard Tom Brady in the pressers. He said, yo – we we haven't had a good rushing game, and since we played the Cowboys week one, now yeah. with Leonard Fournette having 125 yards as a team. They went over one. Uh, 50. So other than that, nobody's went over 100 yards. They're going to try to establish the run game, and if they can't, it's going to be in Tom's hands. Can they get to Tom? We'll see. If they can, the Cowboys should be good tonight.
0: It's going to be an interesting game. I think it'll get, there's going to be some ugliness to it. I think both teams are going to have mistakes. It's just going to be a matter of you know who makes a couple plays. If you have thoughts on it, let us know, 337-3776 on the Specs text line. I thought of this, Zay. Somebody texted in, what is up with the Niners? playing the early game Saturday at home, then they play the winner of tonight's game who's going to have to travel west on two fewer days rest. Yep. Mm. That one that one hit me over the weekend and I'm like, "Oh, wow, that's an interesting timing situation." Yeah, either Bucks or Cowboys, they have to deal with that. Short week, Niners didn't have to go anywhere. That's a big deal. That's so a big deal. once you fight through tonight, they're going to have to deal with all yep. that. But uh, it's also kind of a to the victor go the spoils. They're the number two seed. Right. So they're, they're going to treat the one and two seed better than they're going to treat y'all. And y'all are the four and five. And they know you have to go on the road. You're the biggest show on a Monday night. You just got to deal with it.
1: Just got to deal with it. Yeah. That's it is what it is. Now, let's give Brock Purdy a little credit, too, because other than that, Debo Samuel touchdown, where Debo did majority of the work, both the other red zone touchdowns. He improvises. Yep. He moves around in that pocket, and that's what we saw at his height when he was at Iowa State playing for Matt Campbell, just the way he could improvise improvise, and keep plays alive, and they have so much talent on the other end. Somebody's going to eventually get open. That's just too hard to work with that much talent. Even Brandon IU he is a solid wide receiver that a lot of teams would like to have. All of those guys just improvising when Brock Purdy's out there scrambling and just making more time. Time, that hurts too. Cause you might get pressure on him, but he's a slippery son of a dude. Yeah. Like he, he's been doing well. And again, just with all that talent they put around them, yeah, uh the team that wins tonight, eh, <laughs> is it a win? <laughs> like you feel good, but then mm. with that, you know lack of time that you have to go to the west coast and those days that you got to catch up on uh, it's going to be
0: brutal there were multiple reasons why i wanted the giants to lose yesterday and one of them was i wanted the cowboys bucks winner to go to philly yeah i wanted to have to deal with them first and then if you had to deal with the Niners, because i think the niners are the best team in the nfc i agree so that was my concern yesterday and then you know but the giants stepped up and now the the winner has to go uh, has to go out there. That little you mentioned, uh, Purdy's elusiveness. That little scramble out to Elijah Mitchell was an awesome play. Also, you have to scheme it that way. Back to Kellen Moore, you scheme that moment open where he's he's one on one with somebody. Once he broke out of there, Dak Prescott can do that all day. Dak Prescott's big enough, athletic enough, he could get out of trouble, roll a little bit right, and hit a running back if that's what you called. Kellen Moore doesn't call that stuff down at the goal line. That was a brilliant call by Shanahan. And once once Mitchell went in on that one, that's... That, to me, is that once that game had had turned, they really got it going. And, man, they are protecting Purdy so well. And Purdy's making the big plays, too. It's just all coming together for them right now. Like I said, I think they are the big, the big train in the NFC. Yeah,
1: and I just named all the stars that they had on the offensive end. What about on the defensive end? Because every section of position that they have, from defensive line to linebacker to secondary players, made like an all-NFL first or second team.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Nick Nick
1: Bosa is going to get defensive player of the year. He's a freak. He just is. And you saw that fumble recovery that he had on Geno Smith that really turned the game. Mm -hmm. D. Crenshaw, or Greenshaw, I mean, Greenlaw, and Fred Warner, they're a problem. They might be the best linebacker tandem in the league. You got really good safe, uh, really good cornerbacks on the outsides in both wards, and then you got the youngster, little uh, Troy Polamalu, Hufunga, who is first team All NFL at the safety position this mm-hmm. year. So every level on both sides, they are deep. And now we've just, well, not now, but we've been saying ever since he got the job, the third string quarterback, Brock Purdy. When is he gonna fall on his face? And if he doesn't, then this might be another ring for San Fran.
0: Yeah, they are rolling right now, and uh, to, to the versatility. Of McCaffrey and Debo, so interesting to watch. McCaffrey seven point nine a carry, eight point five a catch. Debo ten point seven a carry and twenty two point two per catch. You know, they're so
1: they're so confusing. They're just you got Debo Samuel in the backfield, and you're like, okay, ain't he a wide receiver? Then you look to the wide receiver spot, and you're like, Christian McCaffrey's there. What, ain't he a running back? It's just Kyle Shanahan. He's having way too much fun. <laughs> he just and it's disrespectful and yeah they're the best team they're the team to beat right now and I'm with yeah. you we've been talking about Philly all year long but if you're a Cowboys fan or even the Buccaneers fan like you Chad you want you wanted the Giants to lose that game
0: yep. But the other thing we'll watch is to see if the Eagles can truly take advantage of the off week by getting healthier. Will they still look banged up like they did at the end of the year, or will that actually help them with a week of rest against the Giants? We're just going to have to wait and see how I, it plays out.
1: I think it benefits everybody that played majority of the games this year just getting an extra week of rest. I don't think it benefits Jalen Hurts. Just, I think he's already enough. wear enough. and tear? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, not, not for – not for the injury's sake. I think for the Russ' sake. I think it's good for him as getting as healthy as possible. But he'll but have for some rust, rust too. Yeah, I think what? he needs reps. Like, he had that game where he didn't look the best. He looked aight uh, against the Giants the week before. But then, you know, having another week off and then coming back and playing against this Giants team with right. this confidence. Oh, like, man. The boys look good in Minnesota. Like, Daniel Jones, man, like – Shout out to the Giants for not giving up on their quarterback, because on the other side of New York, that second pick that they had in the draft a couple of years ago, Zach Wilson, they already talking about Lamar Jackson. When you getting ready? Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, we already looking for condos in Brooklyn for you and whatnot. <laughs> High rises. What you like? Because he is on agent. So it's directly to him. But it just shows like Daniel Jones, he's in like year five. And they could have gotten rid of them, but they stuck with them. And under the right coach, in the right situation, guys could thrive. We see it with Trevor Lawrence. Even though he had four picks, they still won that game because Doug Peterson is a solid coach. Urban Meyer might be good in college, but he was ter- abysmal last year. So now Trevor Lawrence moving on to Kansas City. They're going to probably get mollywhopped, but they moving on. And it just shows that these quarterbacks – they need the right situation no matter if they're number one pick or seventh round pick.
0: Oh, We haven't gotten to that game yet, but we will. Good grief. Trevor Lawrence, Talk about digging a hole and then finding a way out of it. Um, I'm a little surprised we're not telling people about a change at the top for the Chargers, but maybe they're going to hang on to Staley after these last couple weeks. What a wild sequence of, uh, of events that was. We'll get into all of that as we uh, go through the show. More NFL talk coming up. Uh, Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com coming up over the weekend. A couple of Longhorns made it official that they're coming back for the football team. Basketball gets a big win. In fact, that's where we go next. Texas beats Texas Tech. Another comeback win at the Moody Center. We'll get Zay's thoughts on it. You send us your thoughts as well. Specs text line 337-3776. Plus, we're getting plenty of texts in on tonight's game. Cowboys and Bucks, people sending texts about Turpin, texts about tight ends, ideas for the game, things they think are going to happen. Let us know who you think is going to have to go to San Francisco next week. Remember, we We've got the game for you tonight. Pre-game at 6, kickoff at 7-15, Cowboys and Bucks, right here on the Horn.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
0: Carry on my wayward, son. There'll be peace when. Oh, come on now. It's taking you back a little bit. This was my brother's senior song in high school. What the hell's a senior song? Senior song. Senior class picks a song. You don't do that? The whole class? Yeah. Y'all didn't do that at Bowie? No, we didn't do that at Bowie. Oh, this was the senior class song for, what was that? Class of 90. Walks ahead to high school. Kansas. Carry on. My wayward son. Get it? Carry on. You know, the moving on. Yeah, I get it. Kind of thing. Yeah. I get it. That's deep. Yeah. Uh, so Kansas gets us started today. We'll be saying happy anniversary to Zay all day. Mainly we'll be saying happy anniversary to his wife. All yeah, day.
1: happy anniversary to my wife.
0: To both of you, though. Happy anniversary. They've made it a year. Some marriages can't even say that. I know. I knew she it. She hasn't left my ass yet. There was a girl I went to high school with. They got married. And then somebody that went to the wedding is way back in the day. Way back in the day before digital photos. And I saw her out in public, and she said, hey, they're already divorced. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> she goes, Chad, they were divorced before my pictures got developed. Wow. I'm like, whoa, because back in the day, you had to you know, take the time and right, go right. remember to go send them in and everything. So, yeah. They, it was, I think it was a 21-day marriage. So sometimes you don't make it a year. So good for you. See, that's why I, I never have understood people who move in
1: together once they're married. I've never understood that. Like, you have to have the trial run. Oh, I agree. Like, you have to yep. move in, not early on, but you got to move in before you at least propose.
0: Yes. If your morality allows it, I completely agree. It is a must. In certain, it's a must. You got to figure out all the little stuff. I mean, you say morality, you can put a chastity belt on. You could, yeah, yeah. I'm saying if everybody can deal with it, right? Because you got to have make sure, like, that the parents and grandparents aren't staying up late at night thinking, "Oh my God, they're sinning." <laughs> you, can, you know, you don't want to have all that going on. You don't want to be worrying a bunch of old people. Yeah. So you got to figure that out. But I agree with you, man. Just it, and it didn't take me long. It took me about two months of living with her to realize. Oh, yeah, okay, we're good. Yeah. But you, but you need to go through that. You need, and it can't be separate apartments. Don't do that. Don't say, "Well, we're always in her apartment." That's the same yeah, thing. No, weird. it's not. It's not the same thing. You always have that out to go to your place. It's got to be one place. You're living together and then go through all the steps. Not the sex part, that's important, but all the little basics. All the little basics. How they eat, sleep, go to the bathroom, don't go to the bathroom, what they say, what they do, do they, you know, all this stuff. Just little bitty things. Yeah. And you got to figure that out. So happy birthday to Zay and his wife. If anybody's going through an anniversary today, uh, whether it's a year or more, uh, shout out to all of y'all. We will continue uh, to talk about that coming up in the crap bag. Also, Chad. Yep. Shout out to Martin Luther King. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, of course. And
1: also shout out to you, program director, for not letting me, Bucky, Rod, <laughs> and Harge
0: take the day off for obvious reasons. <laughs> See, it's it's really weird in this whole. In the whole uh, the whole run, I don't think I've ever had. Last time I got MLK Day off was probably in college because A and M finally started to give MLK as a holiday while I was in college. Was A and M uh, the last one? I don't know if they were the last one, but my freshman year we had to go to class, and then every other year we were good. Oh, man. Every other year they sort of they they said no 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 it's a national holiday we'll do it. But the problem with this job is it's always right here in the thick of the NFL season. Yeah. And then once I saw the schedule play out, I thought, oh, okay. Because I thought about asking, but then I saw the way the schedule was playing out. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's a Monday night game. And if the Cowboys are in it, there's no way it won't yeah. be them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect that. No way it won't be them. So um, so if there is any animosity, I am sorry to y'all for not being able to ask that question. <laughs> but it made no, it just made no sense sports-wise. It
1: didn't make any yeah. sense. Right. So let me throw this out
0: to yeah. you. A little proposition here. Yes.
1: Since we don't get today off. Mm-hmm. Me, Bucky, Rod, and Harge. We should have it to where we get to choose a day that we have off later on and say this is for MLK uh, Day.
0: Oh, MLK Replacement Day. <laughs> MLK Replacement Day, yes. I'll ask that question. All right. Sure. I'll ask that question. See? Now, what about everybody else? Um, yeah. No, why can't— When St.
1: Patrick's Day comes along, then y'all could do whatever y'all do.
0: Well, wait, a, wait a minute. There can't be a replacement day where we would feel important. We 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 think—I mean, I, I think MLK Day is important. We do? Know. Okay, yeah. Vouch for everybody. Just because I'm a white kid from Waxahachie, I can't be— Va- Vouch I for everybody. I can't get some MLK love? Vouch
1: for everybody. Double, I respect that. I'll double check. I'm just saying that if when you vouch for everybody else, that does limit—
0: yeah. Us brothers up here. I see. That's okay. saying. I got you. All right, I got cool, you. Cool, cool. We'll double check on that one. Yeah. Happy MLK Day. Hopefully uh, if you're off today, you're getting uh, you're getting some time with uh, friends and family, maybe uh maybe a little cookout, maybe a barbecue, maybe yeah. a nice meal. little uh, picnic. Something's going, maybe a picnic. Uh, it is certainly good weather out there to do that. So we hope everybody is having a great MLK Day. Uh, Longhorn basketball certainly had a good Saturday. Zay, this is a fighting group, man. They'll get themselves into a little bit of trouble, but you better you better hang with them for a full forty minutes because they do have a full forty minutes in them, and they beat Texas Tech and keep Texas Tech winless in the conference. Longhorns got their fourth win; they're now four and one, right there in second place. What did you think of Saturday afternoon? That's a big time win. That's a big time win, you know. I, Evening, I, I'm sorry, I kicked it. I kicked. They tipped at seven, didn't they? Right, Saturday right. night, my bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. Somebody on Twitter went on Twitter and said that it was a big time win. And somebody, you know, and finally try to troll the brother, but I told him to listen to Chad and Zay because I'll break it down. They asked, Yo, Zay, how can it be a big time win if the team is desperate slash and 5 now in the Big 12 since Texas beat them? Well, For one, that Texas Tech team is still good and will be good in a lot of other conferences. Just the Big 12 is that good. For two, AMAC changes their team completely. They might go on the run. Like I I could see them doing something like you. I don't know if you remember, Chad, but Syracuse, when they had uh, Jerry McLamara in his senior year, they Hmm. had no chance of making the tournament. And they won the Big East tournament, went four straight in a row in Madison Square's Garden to get them to the tournament. They had no chance of making it, but then they just got hot all of a sudden. With Fraudress Amac, there, the center, who has a lot of Nikola Jokic in him, y'all saw that this past weekend. This is his first game back, and he was knocking Rust off. But with that guy in their lineup, that completely changes their team. They're going to be tough to deal with, and the Horns were the first team to see them as a complete whole. And I told y'all on Friday, Pop Isaacs, the freshman out of Vegas, is the real deal. Like some of the shots that he hit in that game, he didn't care where he was. He would shoot it right in your face, blah, blah and he did that over and over again. So we knew Jalen Tyson was going to play hard. He had this game scheduled ever since he packed this uh, ish up from the uh, West Campus and moved on to Lubbock. He had this game scheduled. We knew he was going to come to play. He had a solid 12 games and played really hard. But this Horns team, Rodney Terry, again, second time this past week. Coming back, this time down 12. Not as extreme as it was against TCU being down 18. But going into the half, Dylan Mitchell had that tip dunk that was huge because before it was 34-22. Uh, Texas made a free throw. I don't know who did it and then Dylan Mitchell had a tip dunk to get the corral back going and give some momentum going into the second half. And Then in the second half, they were a completely different team. Serge Barry Rice, again, just how good has he been? Man. He guarded Pop Isaac in the second half, slowed him down, and then offensively hitting big-time threes, got uh, uh, a Mac with that pump fake, and then got to the bucket. Uh, Tammy Allen's been doing what He's been doing all season long and he's getting into a rhythm. He had a solid 17 uh, points, and then Marcus Carr, he's looking like first team all Big 12. I mean, he had a nasty hesitation pull-up and a couple of huge threes when the horns went on the run. It just seems like Tyrese Hunter. We, we I don't know if he's gonna be able to get out this drought. I don't know yeah, if that Chris, was rough. I don't know if the Chris Beer thing's affecting him. I don't know if just it's one of those just sophomore slumps. I have no idea, but he's given the horns nothing. And it's now become a problem. And, you know, in the TCU game, his stat sheet, besides the points, it was all right.
0: You know, four assists, a couple steals, you know, rebounds and stuff. But this time it's basically nothing. Nothing. I mean, you're talking 0 for 4, 0 for 3 from 3 cup you know an assist a block and a steal and what's
1: brutal is coach Terry he's in a tough situation because you don't want to bench him because the way he's playing the way that his morale looks the way that his confidence looks it seems like if you bench him he'll be completely gone and just not locked in at all he already is at that kind of point but he's starting now so you don't want to completely take his confidence but also Serge Barry Rice is playing too well not to play him so Coach Terry and his coaching staff, they're in a tough situation, and this is the worst time for Tyrese Hunter to go back home tomorrow night in Ames, Iowa, to play against an Iowa State team that let one get away uh, on Saturday in Lawrence. like they, had, they were battling Kansas, and if it wasn't for Westlake alum K.J. Adams hitting the big shot to end the game, then Iowa State, they could have won that game. So they finally got their first loss in the Big 12. They're looking to bounce back, and that crowd is going to be ruckus. We know how Iowa State feels about Texas. Well, we know how everybody feels about Texas, mm-hmm. but we know how it could get – at that arena. Yeah, it can be big. Yeah, and they got some guys that are dogs that could really shoot the ball and make like difficult for Texas. So, you know, you do love the comebacks, but they they are kind of, you know, back to back comebacks. You can't get down too much because this schedule coming up, these next six games, it's going to be absolutely brutal. You still got to go to Knoxville. You got two uh, a road tests this week going to Ames, playing Iowa State. Then you got to go to Morgantown, play West Virginia. So those are going to be battles no matter what. It's Bob Huggins. Like his teams are always going to be tough. That's going to be a Trey Mitchell game, which he's going to give you that same energy that Jalen Tyson gave you the other night. Jalen Tyson was hype. He was hitting threes, throwing mm-hmm. up the sign and stuff like that, barking at guys, shooting one-dribble pull-ups. I was like, dang, man, Jalen Tyson looks good. But, again, he's had this game scheduled for a very long time. So that Texas Tech team, now with AMAC, they're going to be a completely different team. And when the Horns got to go to United Supermarkets Arena, that's going to be a very tough one. And now the Big 12, they need to be put on notice because Mark Adams, they might be the scariest 0-5 team that you're going to see in yeah, conference right. play because they're now fully healthy and they don't look like how they did uh, this first half of the season.
0: Just a couple concerning things. Even in a win, sometimes things will blink at you. The fact that Mitchell, Hunter, and DeSue combined for two points, obviously that's not sustainable moving forward. You're not going to win a lot of games that way. The other number that jumped out to me, Zay, 16 in the paint. 16. That number needs to go up a little bit. I did love 33-14 bench. And that's Jabari Rice helping that out. Uh, They win the game. They got the big shots. The big dogs stepped up. Carr, Allen, and Rice. You mentioned them. Just that other combination, especially when you're going on the road. This was in your house. You go on the road and try to go Mitchell, Hunter, DeSue combined for two. See if you win those games. Yeah, That's going to be tough to do. So I'd just like to see more of that inside presence that we saw in the previous game. In the game against that would have been the TCU game, right? Right. When they really utilized the you know, utilized the bigs to where it didn't feel like, oh my God, teams can just outsize Texas and sort of choke them out that way. So I'm watching that moving forward, but overall another good fight, and man, the Moody Center showed up again. Yeah, the corral, the moody, it was popping on Saturday
1: night and to, you know, for what you're saying about the inside points, Chad, especially, you know, in this last game, Mark Adams and Texas Tech, they went to a two three zone. And that's not Mark Adams, you know, formula. He's not usually throwing the zone out there. But when they had Bacho and they had Amac out there, they were big, and O'Bannon was playing the three for them. They were big, and it kind of slowed the horns down. And they kind of figured it out. And Mark Adams and Tech got out of the zone. But yeah, I think that did slow them down to where they started, you know, shooting more outside shots instead of getting the ball inside. So we'll see what happens. To tomorrow night, but you need Tyrese Hunter to give you something. If not, I thought Arturio Morris played really well, especially defensively. He had a good possession where Amac had him one-on-one and they came and had a double team and and a um, excuse me, Arturio Morris got the steal, which led to a Bari Rice 3, and then he had a nice uh, layup in the second half where he had Amac on the 1-1 switch. That's a mismatch problem, and he took him to the cup for a nice right-hand layup on the left side. So, you know, he does make his mistakes. He had an airball 3-2, and, you know, Arturio Morris, he's really talented. He just does really dumb things at times. So mm. turn the ball over and just do really dumb, inexperienced things. But with the way Tyrese Hunter is playing right now, I'd give him more minutes than 11.
0: Yeah, that the 3 he hit was at a big moment though. It was. That was a nice three. Half, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he he, he he you're right, he'll show you some stuff. Texas basketball goes to 15 and 2 overall 4 and 1 in conference play at Iowa State tomorrow. Night. We'll talk more Texas stuff at 105 with Joe Cook of Inside Texas. Up next in the crap bag. We'll talk about taking your mind off of things and sometimes our minds off of things too. But also, there is somebody in the NFL that needs some credit. I hate to do it team-wise, but personally, I'm glad to do it. I'll tell you who he is next on the horn. I see what we got here. I get the same old dreams, same time every night. Fall to the ground and I wake up. Hmm. So I get out of bed, put on my shoes and in my head thoughts like back to the breakup. <sighs> think it's going to be a little could be on the little lighter side for me and it's going to be a too early for me. You pick, uh, you picked the right one. Um my only guess would be, like, E-L-O? Rainbow. Rainbow! Oh, wow. That's, uh, what's his name? Is it Richie Blackmore was Rainbow? I think. Rainbow. All right, that that makes perfect sense. Rainbow fans, I am sorry. I was never, not that I disliked Rainbow. I just wasn't into Rainbow. I didn't know anybody that liked Rainbow. And by the time I came along... The evolution had happened and rainbow had turned into other things, and I was listening to those things. So, rainbow in Kansas to get us started. Look at you. Going back to the 70s, baby. Yeah, we're out here. Okay, fair enough. Chad and Zay with you on this Monday. It is a big, big night for you Cowboys fans. Um, let us know what you think about tonight's game. Specs text line is 337-3776. This says Dallas has to keep the tight ends involved. Get after Brady and protect the middle routes from wide receivers and Brady. I agree. No kidding. They will wear us out 9 to 11 yards at a time if we give them those routes. I'm terrified. Yo,
1: Xavier Howard, if he could find any of that mojo that he had about five years ago during his Minnesota days. Because five years ago, Xavier Howard, he was in the elite – Cornerback, yep, like top tier, you know about five cornerbacks in the league. He was one of those five. So if he's who's getting boots, boots up from the practice squad, if he can find any of that mojo, because you know Tom Brady is looking at that uh, uh, report like Xavier Howard, he hasn't played since when? <laughs> I right. Brian Leftwich looking at Tom Brady like I right. we right. going after him.
0: And the thing is, the Bucks can be so patient on offense. In fact, they can be even ugly and patient on offense because their defense usually holds it together. And as long as that's happening, they're only going to need a couple drives in that second half. They can be patient, and they will go after the middle of the field. I'm with that texter. If you're a Cowboys fan, that's what worries you. Now, obviously, go routes to Mike Evans over and over again. If you don't cover it, you've got to put somebody over the top of that. Do not let them do to you tonight what they did to was it Carolina, Carolina. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That was silly. Put a safety over the top if they're going to do that. But it is those those routes they're talking about in the middle. I agree. That can be dangerous. Also, Xavier Rhodes, not Xavier Howard. Xavier right. Rhodes, yeah. And I know it was a little thing, but as a Cowboys fan, I wondered when I saw Tom Brady hit Kyle Rudolph for a touchdown a couple weeks ago, I thought, ooh, that may not be good news for Dallas. Yeah, he's getting involved now. Because Brady, once uh, Brown was gone and Gronk was gone, you could feel Tom change. That offense really could get ugly and clunky and whatever. Yeah. But if he starts feeling comfortable with a couple guys, it was Cameron Brate before he left, But when he sees the tight end position that clearly, and he's kicking it out to running backs and stuff like that, it's that can get dangerous. Yeah, say what you want about the nut job Antonio Brown, him being the number
1: three wide receiver a couple of years ago, that made a huge
0: difference. It was critical. Yeah, it was critical to that team. We'll see what it looks like tonight. Bucks, Cowboys, both can look ugly. Both can make mistakes. Whose mistakes will cost them more? Uh, Six o'clock pregame, seven fifteen for the the uh, kick. Cowboys and Bucks. All right, little NFL and a little bit of seriousness in today's crap bag, but uh, hopefully it brings a good feeling. Here we go. Chad's Crap Bag.
1: Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think
0: of a bag of crap. It's brought to you by AV Consultations, uh, 255-8678. Or go to avconsultations.com. I'm really glad Zay mentioned his anniversary today because it'll kind of tie into to what I'm going to get to here. I'm always reminded about this job and what it enables us to do, but we always hear from you guys that just hearing people talk sports and discussing these games, it takes your mind off the serious stuff. It takes your mind off all the stuff you're dealing with in life. Totally get that. Sometimes it works that way for us, too. You guys have crazy stuff going on at work, and we might as well, and the show can kind of get away from it. But all that personal stuff can be there, too. So I just want to, real quick, give a shout-out to my father-in-law who's dealing with something so serious right now. So... My man Chuck, he married his, the love of his life in 67. 21 years later, breast cancer, took her in the late 80s. That's my wife's uh, mom, who I never met. Um, then in the early 90s, he had a marriage that was only about a year in between these, these next the, the two. Didn't quite work, but hey, he took another shot. Then he took a third shot and got married in the early 90s. And she died Friday. So they were married over 30 years. Combined with the two women that he connected with the most, he was married over 50 years. She died on Friday, heart failure, and some other stuff I won't get into. Rest in peace to Pat, first and foremost, and all the thoughts go into that family. But our thoughts are now going to him. When you have a couple that you just think of so much, the loneliness he's about to go through, I, I can't even fathom. I cannot fathom what it is so uh just send your send your positive thoughts out to chuck and anybody else that's going through that because i love the long relationships my family's about all the long relationships but the end of those long relationships you know the math tells you one of them's gonna go and the other one's got to deal with an empty house and that's what chuck's dealing with right now so uh if you are like zay if you are like me and you have found someone that you just get along with cherish it tell them you appreciate them i know you fight I know you don't get a lot. Hey, those two, did didn't. it wasn't always perfect. Wasn't always perfect. They'd kind of look at each other like, come on. But we knew deep down that they would do anything for each other. So appreciate those that you have. It does not last forever. So I just want to give a shout-out to Chuck and, and anybody there because I know all y'all are going through this stuff too. It's not just me. It's not just me and my wife's family that goes through it. There's ups and downs everywhere. So if we can take your mind off of all that kind of crap, we're glad to do it. But – uh it's, uh, it's scary stuff. Scary stuff, Zay. So yeah. happy anniversary to you because you're just getting started with that journey. But it's a valuable, valuable thing to find somebody that you can just be comfortable with in a room alone. Just the two of you and that's all you want. That's a big deal
1: yeah absolutely and my wife she's just an amazing person dealing with my ass but she what she does for me her being a teacher and just what she does in life I marvel her and I'm just proud to be her husband husband and you prayers go out to you and your family I'm sorry to hear that but yeah uh, my grandmother I never saw my grandpa grandfather on my mom's side and she was she would always talk about my gramps Mm -hmm. always talk about him and she was so strong but just seeing how much you know he meant to her throughout their whole lives because you know back then during that era like they get together when they're in their teens and then they stay together right. until then. Yeah, long el- time. Yeah, long man. time. I like get married yeah. real early and stay together in their elder years. So that's a long time, your whole life with a person. And yeah, I'm with you. You gotta cherish it and let them know every day how much they mean to you.
0: No doubt. So uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of memories, good memories left behind. And uh, and it's uh, it's gonna be gonna be you know tough for him, but we know he'll get through it. Uh, also in the crab bag today, I wanted to give somebody credit that we need just need to make sure we give this credit. Because the play was amazing, but every time I saw the replay of the Niners Seahawks game and the play that turned the game, everybody kept talking about big play and a recovery by Bosa, and the Niners turned it around. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to give credit to the Longhorn that made the play? Now I hate to do this because he's a Forty Nine er, but he used to sit right in this room with us. He was an intern with us. I met him personally, Charles Minnie. Charles Charles Amini, he was a great dude. Okay, and he just he went into the NFL and he went to one team I can never root for, Houston, and then he went to another team I can never root for, San Francisco. But I love that dude, and what a play, Zay, to come off the edge like he did. Full arm extension and just rip, rip that ball out just enough to knock it out of Geno Smith's hands. Then Bosa's there to cover it. It was a massive play. I love watching defensive players make big-time plays. They don't get enough love for it. So shout-out to a Shout-out to – what's my man's name? Sam Hubbard for Cincinnati. Because to, yeah, to me, there is nothing more devastating in an, in any football game than the James Harrison-like play. Everybody remember James Harrison, Super Bowl forty three, Cardinals driving in late in the half. They're about to either – I can't remember if they're going to take a lead or extend a lead or whatever. James Harrison gets that pick, fumble, whatever it was, and goes all the way back. That's what last night was. You're going in to take the lead. That was a nine-play drive. You had the Cincinnati fans freaking out early in the fourth quarter. Oh, my God, are we about to go down a touchdown? What's going to happen? He takes it. All the way the other way, and it's the difference in the game. Shout out to all those big time defensive players making great plays. Charles Amenahue, good on you. Just don't do that next week against the Cowboys or Bucks, would you please? Thank yeah, you. shout
1: out to Charles Amenahue, UT guys representing. I know Joseph Osai, he's been having a solid year for the Cincinnati Bengals. Also. Hey, he was on
0: that defensive front. I couldn't he see was. him exactly. He was but around. He was, he was
1: in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he was around, yep. but we'll, we'll get to it later. We're behind. Yep. John Hardball,
0: that's a terrible call. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm with J.K. Dobbins. I wouldn't have said it out loud if I was oh, him. I'm saying it out loud. I'm totally
1: with Lamar him. Lamar Jackson about to leave? What's the point? How are we? We're what? about to be awful next year. That's What's your, the point? That's your third and one play? Yeah, coach might be gone. What's the point? J.K. Oh. Dobbins out of Grange, you got heart. Say that. Give me the ball.
0: Ain't that why y'all sat me last week? How is a sweep to him not the first down play or the second down play? They didn't even try. He wasn't on the field. Yeah, it says Tyler Hunley is 6'1".
1: It looked like he was about 5'8 on that reach. That was terrible. You ain't Josh Allen, bro.
0: That was bad. That was bad. Not exactly the Trevor Lawrence reach. No. on that conversion yeah, was great not, reach, not that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, what is he? Six six? Yeah, he's six, seven. He's a tower. What are we doing? Hair makes son? him. Hair makes him seven foot. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. All right, there's your crap bag. We do it every day at 1245. Up next, Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com. Longhorn football players say they're coming back, and that basketball team came back again and got a big win. We'll talk to Joe about it and get his prediction on Cowboys-Bucks tonight. Don't move. It's the Horn.